0: in your body god can change your mind god can start turning things around in your family why don't you lift up your voice if you've got a need in your life and begin to pray come on maybe you know somebody has a need in their life maybe everything's well with you you might as well just say god would you touch my brother would you touch my sister god would you send the miraculous come on somebody right now in the name of jesus Come on, somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. God's up to something. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's love him for a moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise and a shout of victory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise all across this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord as you're returning towards your seats, amen. At this time, we would like to dismiss our Sunday school students and their teachers to their classrooms, amen. Everybody say, God bless our Sunday school kids, and God bless our teachers, amen, amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to a couple passages of Scripture today, the book of Mark, chapter 1, beginning at verse number 22. And then the book of Mark, beginning at verse number 1. Amen. Again, it's good to have the Flippo family in the house of the Lord with us. Uh, these are friends of uh, Reverend Julian Ryder and his family. And and uh, he told me they'd probably be in service with us here in the next couple weeks. So it's good to have them in the house of the Lord with us in Jesus' name. Now, we, we probably could have just had a move of God and and it would normally be all right. I'd just say, let's just go ahead. But I have been feeling this on my heart for a while. And I do believe that God's got a word for us today. Is anybody ready to receive a word from the Lord today? Amen. Book of Mark, chapter 1, and verse 22. 22, 1 and 22. The Bible says, and they were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. I want you to catch this. And he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Nazareth, art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. I want you to notice the devil fights on his way out. I want you to notice that. The devil fights on his way out. Mark chapter 5 and verse number 1. We're going to be... Several passages of scriptures here. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, unto the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that often he had been bound with fetters and chains. And the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broken into pieces. Neither could any man tame him, and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. Amen. This is the man before he comes in contact with Jesus. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshiped him and cried. Now, this is not the man crying. And cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee. I want you to notice how the devil prays this. I adjure you by God. The devil's trying to pray that God would help him while standing before God himself manifested in the flesh. I adjure thee by God. Amen. Even the devil wants some mercy once in a while. That you torment me not. In other words, leave me alone. Just let me be. I'm just doing fine where I am. Mark chapter 5, verse 15. Skipping down just a couple, a couple scriptures. Amen. I'm getting some folks their Bible reading in for the month. Amen. Unless you're part of the bread program, then you're going to be you're doing just fine reading the Bible. Amen. Mark chapter 5 and verse 15. And they come to Jesus. This is the people of the land. And they see him that was possessed with the devil that had the legion, the guy that was crying, cutting himself in the tombs and in the mountains and the caves who could not be tamed or bound with fetters and chains. He was naked. He was messed up. He was insane. Everybody knew it. They saw this man sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they all shouted and said, Praise God for revival. We're so glad that Jesus showed up. They were afraid. And they saw it told how it befell him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray to Jesus that he would depart from their coast and leave them alone. Mark chapter 5 and verse 21. And when Jesus was passed again, he finally left him alone. Passed over again by the ship to the other side. I love this. Much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. Now I can read the, book, the rest of the book of Mark for you, but I won't. I just want you to notice. He came to the other side. And there was a group of people that thronged him so much he couldn't even land on the ground. He had to stay in the boat because they wanted to be with Jesus. In one side, you have people saying, get out of here or leave us alone. And on the other side, you have people saying, please, don't leave us alone. And I just want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. Lord don't leave me alone lord don't leave me alone would you lift up your hands all across this house and let that be your prayer would you let it come out of your mouth Lord, don't leave me alone. Lord, don't leave us alone. Lord, don't leave Apostolic Revival Center alone. Lord, don't leave Carson City alone. God, don't leave my family alone. Come on, somebody pray it with me. God, don't leave my business alone. God, don't leave my prayer life alone. God, don't leave my backslidden, lost loved ones alone. Somebody pray it all across the building. Hallelujah, we give you praise and glory. God, give us ears to hear and a heart to respond. In Jesus' wonderful name, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Lord, don't leave me alone. Church, we must be aware of spiritual activity. Amen. I've said it many times, but I have to remind us that there is more than meets the eye. The world that we live in is beyond the dimension that you and I can perceive. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Sight is nothing more than physical perception. There is a lot more that is happening around us than we can understand. Amen. Even in natural terms, we have gravity. You can't see it, but it's reality. There is pressure every time, amen, that the heat goes up or goes down. There is a wind force that comes through our area and through our region. And don't drive your fifth wheel through the Washoe Valley because there's an invisible force called wind that will knock you over, amen. There are things beyond that which we can see, And we, as the people of God, have got to get our antenna up and be aware of what is happening around us. Amen. There is spiritual activity happening every single day. In fact, whenever you see Jesus in the Bible, as I've read in several texts, and I could have read you a couple more, but for the sake of time, I just read you the two. Amen. Whenever you see Jesus come into an area or come into proximity to people that are being afflicted by the devil or are being possessed by the devil or are facing demonic opposition, the devil starts getting agitated. Amen. I want to help you here today. Amen. That if you start recognizing that the devil's getting a little disturbed in your life and things are getting a little chaotic in your life, it's probably a good indication that Jesus is getting a little bit closer. Hallelujah. Every time Jesus shows up, the devil starts getting agitated when Jesus gets by. Amen. I want to help us understand something today. That sometimes there is demonic influence on the surrounding people. Man, I know we all know some folks like that. Uh, you might remember in the Bible that there are scribes and there are Pharisees, and yes, even the lawyers are possessed by the devil. Amen. They have influenced by; they've been influenced by the devil. And every time that Jesus shows up, although the devil didn't come out and say, it's me, the devil, you will find it operating in average, normal people. They begin to judge, and they begin to criticize Jesus and his methods. I want to help you here today. If you don't want to be like the devil, I want to encourage you, don't be a critic. Don't be a critic when God starts moving. Uh, Don't be a critic when people start worshiping. Don't be a critic when the preacher's preaching. Uh, Amen. Don't be a judge and a critic of other people that are just trying to do something for God. If you don't want to align yourself with the voice of the devil, don't be a critic. Uh, Amen. I want to tell you what you ought to be. You ought to be a participant uh, in the miraculous. The devil doesn't get participation awards out. He wants to sit back and just criticize what the Lord is doing. But if you want to be like Jesus and the people of God, you've got to get invested yourself. You've got to get involved yourself. You've got to get participation going in your own life. Somebody ought to give God praise all across the building. Amen, because you'd be shocked how many people don't want God moving. It's not just the devil, but it's people that like their comfortable lives. Hallelujah. They like everything being in order. And don't you ever put one thing out of order because if you start moving things out that they don't like, uh, they're going to let you know. Amen. Uh, This is where I've traveled. I've been in churches. Thank God it's not like this one. Uh, Amen. That if you try to move the piano, they would freak out on you. Uh, Amen. They don't know what spirit they're of. Amen. There's people. You start bringing uh, some folks of a different color. To their church. i preached in some of them, and I preach against it, just in case you're wondering. Uh, amen. They said, well, we don't know. We want to go to that church anymore. Well, you can go find somewhere else because God's church is a people of every language, of every color, of every heritage. Amen. The Bible says we're neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free. I want to help you here today. The church is for everybody. And there's people don't even know what spirit they're of. They'll just criticize and criticize and judge and judge. Did he really have to heal on the Sabbath day? And they don't think about the miracle Jesus just did, helping a man that had a withered hand now be able to reach out. Amen. They they they've just criticized that it was the wrong time, it was the wrong place, it wasn't said the right way. And, and this is happening, amen, uh, in the Bible, and it happens even today. Amen. The devil shows up in different methods. Uh, sometimes uh, it is in fact a physical manifestation through the afflicted person. Uh, we find this when the boy that was possessed of the devil comes. Uh, amen. His father drags him to Jesus. Yes, thank God for parents. Uh, amen. That if the kids, uh, amen, suffering, they drag them to church, uh, they drag them to the altar. Amen. I wish I'd have had parents like that. Uh, amen. You ought to be a parent like that. Uh, hey, well, I don't know if they want to go to church. Drag them to prayer meeting. Uh, drag them to church. Uh, get them to the house of the Lord. The Bible says that when he got that boy to Jesus, he began to foam with the mouth. He began to have a physical manifestation. The Bible says the spirit inside him started to tear at him. Amen. Jesus didn't get bothered by it. Amen. Jesus said, let the boy alone. Amen. Devil, you leave them alone. You leave my people alone. you got to come out of them. you got to let them be. I want to help somebody that you've been struggling, you've been fighting. There's some folks that the devil has had such influence over your life that when Jesus gets in front of him, amen, he will not be allowed to stay there any longer if you can just get in the presence of Jesus. Amen. If you can just tap in in this building right now, the devil is coming out. He might thrash. He might fight. He might have a problem with it. But devil, I don't care what problem you got with it. You've got to go. Somebody ought to take authority in this house and say, devil, you got to go. He's been fighting your marriage. Devil, you got to go out of my marriage. He's been fighting your children. Devil, you got to leave my children alone. He's been fighting your finances, but you've been faithful. You need to pray. God rebuke the devourer for our sakes and open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. We don't even have room enough to receive. Somebody ought to take authority in this house. Come on. Yes, there's a spiritual atmosphere, but Jesus is in this house. Jesus is in this house. This boy would tear himself and often throw himself in the water and the fire. But when he came in contact with Jesus, that spirit started trying to to run as fast as it could. Sometimes the devil manifests himself in speech. We see this happening in our text. Sometimes it's not a physical manifestation, it's an audible one. Amen, we see this happening in our text as well as the possessed woman in the book of Acts uh, that declared these are the men of the most high God. Uh, Amen, there was something stirred up in the spirit realm. uh, Amen, that when Jesus showed up uh, or when the apostles showed up, uh, the devil started speaking up uh, and started shouting, uh, trying to draw the attention away uh, from the move of God and trying to draw the attention away from what the Lord was doing. uh, Amen, but I want to help you here today. uh, Amen, that that spirit knows it has but a little time that devil knows it cannot stay in the presence of the Lord for very long Jesus stirred up the spiritual realm the apostles stirred up the spiritual realm and apostolic revival said I want to let you know we are stirring up the spiritual realm in this city and in this region You may not be able to see it with your physical eyes, but I want to tell you, we are not just at church today. We are in a spiritual battle, and if you could open up your spiritual eyes, you would see the war going on, amen, for souls of people, amen, that are in this building and those that are not yet in this building. Church, I didn't come to be religious. I came to do war. I came to do battle. I didn't come to preach another pretty sermon able to help you cope with your life. I came to help you get up out of the mess you've been in, and God is going to set you free. But we got to be willing to engage in the battle today. Somebody ought to give God praise. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Let's give the Lord some praise. Devil, you can't belong here. You don't belong here. In our first text, we see the devil cry out as a last resort. But I want to help you here today. The devil, does, he doesn't just speak out as a last resort. He loves to speak out on his own terms as well. He knows that he has been able to sneak in and out of the synagogue week after week after week without being noticed by the rabbi or the people in the church. Hallelujah. He was able to come to church without being disturbed. Amen. I want to help you here with your theology. The devil is faithful to church. Hey, hallelujah, there's something you can copy. Amen. The devil is faithful to the house of the Lord. Uh, He will show up, uh, amen, as often uh, as the doors are open. Uh, He comes uh, to observe. Uh, He comes to interfere from things going too far. Uh, Week after week, uh, he gets the religious, uh, amen, to make sure that nobody goes beyond uh, their religion uh, or their cultural duty. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's go ahead. Let's preach it in the name of the Lord. Yeah, you might be sitting next to somebody, amen, but in the empty seat next to you, the devil might be hanging out with you. But I've come to help you here today. Amen, doesn't matter how many devils show up to church. Jesus showed up to church today. The devil's not more faithful to church than Jesus is. He enters into the synagogue as is his custom. He goes to church to heal. He goes to church to deliver. He goes to church to cast that devil out. You might as well come to church if you're afflicted. You might as well come to church if you're sick. You might as well come to church if you're struggling. You might as well come to church if you need forgiveness. Because when you show up, the devil might follow you, but he won't be able to follow you home. Because when Jesus gets done, Jesus will declare, devil, leave them alone. Somebody ought to give him praise. Come on, somebody ought to give God praise right now. There's a devil whispering in your ear. Don't go too far. Don't get too excited. Don't get too spiritual. Just stay where you are. Stay in your comfort zone. Go ahead and just go to church once in a while. Go ahead and just be a little religious. But don't change. Don't get a prayer life. Don't open up your Bible. Don't get a hold of God. Don't get the Holy Ghost. Don't go to the altar. Don't get encouraged. Don't decide to live for God. Don't decide to be called into the ministry. Don't don't decide to do something with your life. Amen, I want to preach to you. Jesus is here, and he's calling, and the devil is trying to hold you back. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I came to preach like a wild man. Amen, that's lost his ever-loving mind. You need to let Jesus win in this conversation. You better believe it. I have preached long enough. I have pastored long enough. And I have lived for God long enough to know. Uh, I have experienced it myself. Uh, amen. That I will come to church uh, or I will come to preach. Uh, and I know God's reaching for people. And God wants to touch them. And I'm not just talking about sinners. I'm talking about good, faithful people of God. That God's calling them to be something more than they are. And the devil starts thinking, oh, no. They started praying. Oh, no. They're starting to get something from God. And then all of a sudden, uh, he just starts Getting some distractions going and maybe starts reminding you of some things and whew, whew, that was a close call right. Woo. That was a close call. They fi- they almost decided to live for God. They almost went to the altar. they almost got a touch from God. They almost went beyond religion and started g- going into the realm of relationship with God. but if I could hold them back and they're just their religious duty, Thank God. The devil's just thinking, thank God they didn't get a hold of God. Amen. He will pray to God to be left alone. He has no problem thanking God when you don't pray. Amen. He thinks to himself, amen, I'm so glad that they didn't move far enough to bring about a change in their behavior. They said good words. They made a declaration of faith. Oh, but I'm so grateful on Monday morning they decided not to do it. I'm so thankful that they got emotional and the emotion left them and their decisions never change. Preach to somebody that you don't realize it but the devil's been fighting you oh no he thinks to himself they're starting to really glean something from this i better cause a distraction now to remove their attention amen i might as well just do something it just doesn't shock me when god starts moving amen the sound system goes haywire it just doesn't shock me anymore that when god starts moving something starts getting stirred up it's just a reminder to me i'm gonna ignore that and tune into jesus the devil sits next to people and reminds them of all the things they need to do after their religious service. You need to go home. You got a lot of things you need to do. You need to beat the Baptist to Denny's. Hey, folks, we got a 130 service. They've been on a service for four hours. You will beat them to Denny's. They got a TED Talk with uh, Pastor Joe, and Pastor Joe's is going to tell them a little Bible study about uh, David and Goliath and praise the Lord Church, and ain't nobody going to go to the altar. Ain't nobody going to get changed. You'll beat them to the Denny's. (laughs) You don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Amen. But I want to help you here today. The devil wants to remind people of how embarrassing it would be if you started shouting, (laughs) how embarrassing it might be if you let tears run down your face. (laughs) What if everybody looks at you? (laughs) What if you said amen? Oh, that would be embarrassing. (laughs) What if you went down to the altar? They might think you're struggling. They might think your family needs help, and the devil will start whispering in people's ears. He loves to tell people lies. When they hear the preaching and they hear the truth of God, God doesn't really love you. Nobody could forgive you of that. You can't even forgive yourself. You shouldn't really take this church thing too far. Amen. He'll even send family your way to warn you you might be getting in a cult. Amen. But I want to help you here today. Amen. You're not brainwashed. Your blood washed. You don't need to worry about being in a culture. You got a culture of the kingdom. Hallelujah. They want to come by and say, Well, aren't you taking this a little far? Aren't you getting a little extreme? Shouldn't you just back up and calm down? And, and then your boss will tell you this, and your friends will tell you that. Everybody likes the old version of you, but you are not married to the old version of you. You are allowed to progress. You are allowed to grow. You are allowed to change. People have no problem when you're a Christian in word, but don't you dare become a Christian indeed. They want you to be a Christian when they offend you and you're supposed to be a Christian. Forgive me. But when you start being a Christian in the lifestyle you live, I don't know about that. Come on. But something changes in the devil's tone when people start getting too close to Jesus. It's no longer a whisper in the ear. It's no longer a distraction here or there. When Jesus walks in the room and people start responding to his presence, whether they live for God for one week, one minute, or 30,000 years, it doesn't matter. The moment they start making a declaration of faith, I'm going to go to a deeper level of commitment to God and I'm going to go deeper. I know I might have been there before and fell away from that, but I'm about to push deeper into God's presence. I want to help you here today. The devil gets so disturbed and uncomfortable that he has one of two options. He can either leave you alone or he can cry out and cause disturbance in your life. He begins to cry out in the synagogue, I know who you are, Jesus. I know what you've come to do. These are my people, not your people. You can't have them. Leave us alone. I came to preach to somebody in the Holy Ghost. The devil is fighting for your life, but he cannot beat Jesus. The devil's fighting for your mind, fighting for your heart, fighting for your attention, fighting for your commitments. But the devil cannot win if you just keep getting closer to Jesus. We see the devil possessed man in the book of Mark chapter 5. And the devils cry out the very same thing. Torment us not. In other words, let us just relax. Let us just hang out. We were doing just fine. The religious came by, couldn't do nothing. The city came by, couldn't do nothing. Politics couldn't cast us out. The cops couldn't chain us up. Amen. Why don't you just go the way as everybody else and just let us come to church and be comfortable how we are. Why don't you just leave us alone? and let us be the way we've always been and he tells Jesus leave us alone don't disturb us don't send us away we become comfortable living this man's life for him we become comfortable living in the tombs and in the caves and wrecking people's lives the moment you make a declaration it does not shock me when people finally declare they're going to do something for God They have not had a trial in weeks, months. Some folks have just been left alone. Because that's the secret. If you leave the devil alone for a season, amen, not forever, he'll leave you alone too. Because the greatest lie the devil ever propagated was that he doesn't exist. Because if the devil doesn't exist, you blame the spouse. If the devil doesn't exist, you blame the job. If the devil doesn't exist, you can even blame God. Amen. If the devil doesn't exist, you can blame everybody else. Amen. If the devil doesn't exist, you can even blame yourself. Amen. But if you could ever get a revelation that the devil really is fighting you and the devil really is trying to hold you back, it ought to build up a little bit of faith in you that if he's fighting me, I must be worth fighting. It was such a spiritual stronghold that even the people of the area began to echo the devil's prayer. Let me help somebody here today. If you want to be like the devil, every time you hear preaching like this, let your spirit rare out. Leave us alone. Every time God starts calling you to pray or go to prayer or seek his face and the devil says, leave us alone. You want to align with the devil? Just say it yourself. Leave us alone. Every time he starts calling you to go to a deeper level, a higher place, amen, a place of revival where it's going to cause you to stretch and be uncomfortable and do things you don't necessarily want to do, all you've got to do to be like the devil is cry out, leave us alone. But if you want to be like Jesus, you can look at that old devil and say, leave my family alone. You can fight us all you want, but with the help of God, we will win this war. With the help of God, we will be victorious. With the help of God, I'll be uncomfortable, but I'll do it anyways because God asked me to. It might be uncomfortable, but I'll pray through it, not just to it. Can I help somebody? The devil has no problem with you praying to it. Pray unto it. Pray until you get some opposition. Amen. He'll let you get to a certain level. He went to the synagogue every single Sunday. Had no problem with it. But the moment they started crossing over from a pray to to a pray through, amen, he said, hold up, we can't do this because the moment you pray through this, I want to help you here today. When you reach that barrier, it's spiritual opposition, and you have one of two choices. You can hit the wall and back up and go back to your apathetic, not apostolic Christian existence where you just show up once in a while, or you can say, God, I'm going to break through this wall in the Holy Ghost and you kick open the door, you break open the ceiling. Can I preach? You got one of two choices. Go back to the way you were and barely exist in Jesus or be seated in heavenly places. Somebody ought to shout and give God praise. What kind of Christian are you going to be? Sitting back, sitting down, arms folded in your spirit. Are you going to make a declaration, devil? I'm going to go through this barrier, and I'm going to be victorious in the Holy Ghost. It might cause you to sting up. It might cause you to be disturbed. It might cause me a little discomfort, but I will win. Somebody ought to shout all across this house. Somebody ought to shout all across this building. Devil, I'm breaking through. There's a breakthrough when I call on the name of Jesus. There's a breakthrough. We sing about it today. Somebody needs to pray through. I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to shout all across this house. Come on, somebody ought to shout all across this building. Come on, somebody ought to pray. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, this has been in my heart for weeks. Amen, it's been burning in my bones. And I can't but help but let it burn out of me and hopefully catch you on fire. I wish somebody's soul would catch on fire today. I wish somebody would break through, pray through, and finally make a declaration. I might face turbulence. I might face opposition. I might be uncomfortable. But I will keep pressing towards the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus hey listen I get uncomfortable with preaching like this trust me the Holy Ghost has been preaching to me like this because every time I make a declaration uh, amen in my own life or as the pastor of this church all the hell breaks loose and I'm going to be real with you, it's tough, and I'd rather just enjoy my day, but I've got to make it up in my mind. I might have to deal with some stress and anxiety, but I, you know what? So be it. This person might backslide, that person might backslide, but so be it, because there's people that are going to be saved if we can break through. This person might have a problem with it, but so be it. You're going to hate me anyways. You might as well hate me for loving Jesus. So I made it up in my mind come hell or high water, we're going to have revival. Come hell or high water, we're going to do something for God in this city. Oh, man, can't we just come to church and just sit down and be quiet? Go to the library. You want to sit down and be quiet? Go to your house. Come on. You want to be quiet? Go somewhere else. I'm not talking about quiet and noise level. Please help me. Not everybody's a loud person. That's all right. But we've come to make noise because the devil's making noise. I'm talking about spiritual noise. God help us if the devil's comfortable in this church. God help us if your prayers can't touch heaven or hell. If he don't care at all and he's just thinking, oh, yeah, that's cute. No big deal. God help us if we ever become like the sons of Sceva where we think we got power until we try to use it. Church, I don't know about you, but I don't want to have a Jesus somebody else preaches. I don't want to have a relationship with Jesus somebody else has. I want to say, Jesus whom I preach, Bible says that I teach. Jesus I know it's uncomfortable I got a lot we can preach but I'm walking in the Holy Ghost you might as well make it up in your mind we will fight and we will be victorious we will be spiritual people we will pray through break through become something for God listen preaching like this makes me so uncomfortable not just preaching but I have been in moments where my pastor just let the church let it be known to the church in the spirit realm we're going to be a revival church Let me help you understand what that means. It's an ambiguous term. Revival church means you don't stay dead. Revival Church means you're going to have to come back to life in those areas. You're going to have to let God revive you, resurrect you, reanimate you. The bones are going to have to come together. The skin you're going to have to come back on. You're going to have to let God breathe into you the breath of life. Even if it causes you to cough, you're going to need to let God move on all the dusty areas, if you like, and clean them up. You're going to need to let the Holy Ghost start moving things out of your house and kicking things out of your family and saying, that doesn't belong here that doesn't belong here you know what you've been too empathetic for too long you need to have a prayer meeting in your house you haven't reached out to anybody in years you need to take some church cards and go hand them out to your co-workers because they don't even know whether or not you're a Christian you need to let it be known I'm an apostolic and I live for Jesus even if it makes your skin crawl Oh, somebody ought to stand across this house and give God praise Somebody ought to give God a head clap of praise. Come on. It ought to be your prayer. Lord, don't leave us alone. Lord, make me uncomfortable. Lord, disturb me out of my apathy. Get me stirred up, not just in emotion, but get me stirred up in my spirit where decisions start being made. Where I start going from being half apostolic to apostolic. Where I go from sort of living for God to I'm on fire with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, come on in the name of Jesus. somebody out to give God praise. Oh preacher, just leave us alone. Another giving service. We hadn't got to the building yet. Just leave us alone. Bro, I've been to church. they do a giving service every week. We do it once a year. Get over it. Oh, uh, we're going to have another prayer meeting. You're not going to pray at home, so we might as well have one at the church. I'm just, I'm just having fun. I don't have anybody in mind. Just leave us alone. Don't ask us to be involved. Just leave us alone. Don't ask you to come to church. Just leave us alone. Your boss will ask you to go to work, but... We got to beware of spiritual apathy, which means lack of concern. We must not allow ourselves to align with the enemy's sentiments of leave us alone. The devil showed up when Jesus was preaching and he said, Amen, all right. He said, Leave us alone, amen. The devil cried out when Jesus was helping this wild man get era, and the devil said, Just leave us alone. You just don't bother us. We would just stay in the tombs. We didn't, even, we didn't even bother you in the city. We just stayed in the outskirts. Just leave us alone. I, I'm telling you, I've been in Nevada long enough to tell you this is, just, this is more than the Wild West. People come out here to escape church. Hallelujah. They come out here to escape God. I can't tell you how many doors I've knocked on where they're just like, well, yeah, my great grandfather was an apostolic preacher. What are you not doing in church? Well, years ago somebody got offended and they moved the piano and we moved out here and it's and we just never thought to look for a church. People, I came to help you today. They've aligned themselves with peers. They just leave us alone. Yeah. That's the truth. We just want to go out in the middle of nowhere. We want to live, we want to live in the desert. And just leave us alone. But I come to help you. Jesus is coming to where you live. There's some folks watching online from the middle of nowhere. I don't even know how they got internet. But Jesus is going to come to where you live. You can't escape Pentecost. And you can't escape Jesus. He'll show up on your farm. He'll show up where you are. He'll show up in that mountain house you've been hiding out in. Because he wants to disturb the devil. careful. And let me show you how this works in the literal. God starts saying, hey, you have lost commitment in this area. Time to get it back. That's revival. Not just people praying through. Church, we can't expect the world to pray through if the church won't pray through. (laughs) I repent before you repent. I pray before you pray uh, because I got to make sure uh, that if I got it, they can have it. Such as I have. To give I unto you. But you gotta have it. And this idea, Jesus shows up, and then he comes to this region, and the whole region saying, Just leave us alone. I come to help you here today. Even in a region like that, he put an apostolic church. That's you, that's me. We ought to let him know we are not leaving you alone. But God starts calling people to a higher level of commitment, and all of a sudden it's just that, just leave me alone. And here's how the devil operates. Finally, people start making the decision I'm going to start moving forward. They take a step, and the devil knows I've got to fight them before they get too much momentum. And the moment, can I preach to somebody? I'm just preaching where I've lived. It didn't take 24 hours from last Sunday for me to get a thousand texts of everything going wrong. I'm serious. I hadn't gotten texts for weeks, but it took less than 24 hours for people to tell me what the devil was doing in their life. (laughs) Amen. And I just want to encourage you here today. That means you're doing something right every time Jesus showed up, the devil got nervous that he might lose his influence or that he might even lose his own life. Amen. Can I help you here today? This is not just for sinners. This is for saints of God. He sees you do what the preacher said last Sunday and take a stand and he wants to tell you sit back down. Leave them alone Jesus. I want to help you here today. Don't let God leave you alone. Don't get comfortable. Don't don't get apathetic don't get unconcerned say God wreck my heart God wreck my boat God work in my life make me uncomfortable make me uncomfortable until I go forward somebody needs need to pray all across this house There's some folks, every time God calls you up higher or calls you closer, the devil starts getting disturbed. It's like a harness nest, and it causes you to back off. Don't back off. Break through. Somebody needs to pray right now. Come on, somebody needs to pray right now. Devil, you cannot cause enough chaos in my life, in my family, in my finance, in whatever it might be, in my church. You can't cause enough chaos to stop me from moving forward. I'm not making a deal with the devil. I'm gonna fight the opposition. This is a war. Come on, why don't you lift out of your seats and make a declaration? You must, but you're on the losing side. Empty out your seats and I say, I devil. will not.
1: This is a war cry. This is a war cry.